Welcome back to another episode of Views from My Butterfly. And you know who I am. I'm your host, Butterfly. So today I want to talk about suicide by cop. Specifically, the Noah Green incident where he uh, crashed his car at the Capitol and ended up killing a, a police officer. After he crashed his car, he got out of his car um, yielding a knife. So this Noah Green guy had a lot of different social media profiles that, you know, he constantly updated. He went from posting about his football days, being a jock, to posting about being paranoid and the government constantly watching him, etc. So, you know, there was a bunch of different people interviewing his family. And his family spoke of his constant delusional thoughts that he, you know, would relate to them. They said he went from, you know, this guy that was on the dean's list, um, studying for his master's. But he also suffered from depression and potential illness. They were thinking that by him playing football that he could have possibly suffered from some head injuries. I mean, that's possible. You see how the boxers end up later on, you know, having different type of illnesses, Parkinson's, etc. But, I mean, that could have happened. Uh, um, you know, of course, I'm no expert, so I don't know. But so think about this, not excusing him by any means. However, this guy just... Months prior to the the Capitol incident, told his brother that his mind was telling him to commit suicide. So he actually tried. He jumped in front of a moving car and obviously wasn't killed, but he needed surgery. So this guy is on his way uh, telling you he doesn't want to be here. At least that's what he thinks in his mind. And then this the Capitol incident um, happens. One day before the Capitol incident, he had told his brother that he was giving up and was just going to go and be homeless. So like I was saying, I'm not making any excuses for this guy, um, no, but in my opinion, his mind was processing different from those uh, that actually committed the insurrection. You know, they went there to purposely, you know, prove a political point where this guy you know, I I guess you could say he mentally he's mentally ill or suffering, and on top of that, maybe he has some political issues. I don't know, but I'm thinking that his mental illness definitely played a part, unlike those in the insurrection. So, making him making him uh, his post of delusions, of paranoia, etc., attempted suicide. What kind of help was was he given? Like his family talks about it, but they don't mention anything about him, you know, seeking help or them putting him in a hospital or like putting him on a, any type of medication or anything. And I've like read a bunch of articles and I still haven't seen anything where they showed this guy getting any help. You know, he went from being on the dean's list, a jock to this. I mean, it's like so sad. So you got two lives lost because of his illness, his and then, of course, the fallen officer. I looked at a study from um, NIH that was talking about suicide, and they were speci- this specific report or study was talking about suicide by cop. 
So they say, quote, suicide by cop is an actual form of suicide. The most appropriate term for this phenomenon is law enforcement forced assisted suicide. So in a nutshell, a suicidal individual intentionally engages in life-threatening and criminal behavior with a lethal weapon or what appears to be a weapon toward law enforcement officers or civilians to specifically provoke officers to shoot the suicidal individual in self-defense or protect civilians, end of quote. So I would imagine some type of PTSD for officers that, first of all, if you have to pull your gun and, like I was told, that when, once you pull your gun, you're not pulling your gun just to threaten them. You're pulling your gun out to protect yourself and you tend on using it if only if you have to. But um, I can imagine, you know, PTSD, you know, for cops that that shoot somebody or involved in something like that. And the person is is ill, but they don't have any choice but to protect themselves. You know, these things happen all the time where, you know, individuals, they, I guess they don't have the courage to do it themselves. So they just pick out the most, I guess, irrational act that they can think of or that their mind is telling them to use to let someone else kill them, which is what happened in this case. And I know that in school, Noah was, he actually had accused him. And this, I think it was in 2019. He actually accused his teammates, his football teammates, of giving him Xanax unbeknownst to him. Some of them say that, of course, that those accusations weren't true. But he believed that that started him on this tailspin of of drug abuse because he had the, the Xanax. And I guess he wasn't right since then. I don't know because how do you go from this is in 2019 when they're discussing about his dean list to to this. And then he also joined uh, Louis Farrakhan and his religion was, you know, he was confused and didn't know how to, you know, follow what he was supposed to be doing with his religion and everything. So all this stuff plays a part. But what I'm not understanding is no mention of any help. And it's kind of scary because, you know, he's gone and the police officer is gone. And he was only like, what, 24 or 25. So uh, I didn't want to really make this long. However, I do. I would really like to talk to any police officers or former police officers. I'm sure you could shed some light on the everyday goings-ons that you have to endure in dealing with mentally ill civilians. You know, if you would like to comment or be one of my guests, you know, leave a message with the little voicemail link that's included, and I think it's in the details. But I, 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 I keep thinking about Noah because his actions on the Capitol so totally different from those during the insurrection, and I, I'm talking about mental illness because it's just like so, so rampant, especially with the the suicide rates going on now but I I want to talk to some police officers because you have to deal with this every day or like I said former police officers to let us know 
what do you do? I mean, you know, I've seen people where, you know, they're on drugs and they're naked or, you know, or they're, you know, doing kind of foul stuff in public on the, I've seen stuff on the bus or the train and things like that. You know, how, besides, you know, if someone's not being violent, but they're doing something that obviously has something to do with their mental illness, then you can grab them, take them to the hospital, whatever. But what do you do with someone who, you know, one day, you know, appears okay, and then the next thing they're using a, a knife at you, but you don't have time to be sitting up there saying, well, he might be, you know, mentally ill. You have to do what you have to do to protect yourself. So anyway, leave a message for me, please. I think you get up to like a minute and you can tell me like your opinion or if you want to become a guest, if you leave me a recording, I, I can put it on a podcast if you would like. But as always, I appreciate y'all so much for taking the time to listen and helping me grow with my ums and ahs as I'm getting comfortable with talking on um, the recording. Uh, Here we go. Until next time, I'm wrapping my wings around you. I got you.